everyone, welcome to episode 6 of Two Guys One Podcast. And that was a cool opening, I think. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, usual stuff, I guess, to start with. Um, to keep in contact, try Facebook, it's Dante Randall, Two Guys One Podcast as well. Uh, we're now on Twitter, it's at Two Guys One Podcast if you want to tweet us or follow us, or please do. Um, we're on Blogspot still, Two Guys One Podcast at blogspot.com or dot blogspot.com. Two guys one podcast at hotmail.com and I think that's pretty much it. I think so, yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I tuned two guys one podcast. Uh, this week's episode, much to the detriment of my friend here, is his inspirations. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't a clue what this is going to end up like. This, this could be the quickest ever podcast, I suppose. Probably will be. Some people will be happy with that as well. Yeah. yeah. Good night, everybody. <laughs> We're already finished. Kevin I, Smith. Yeah, that's, that's pretty yeah. much it. There's, surely there's going to be one other name in there. Um, I, I could probably name your for people that probably would inspire you to writings and stuff. And I know it's not just films with this now. Yeah, yeah. It's writers as well. It's everything that inspires it. Even the birds. The birds. Acid. Thing out in the sun. I, I tried acid once. Balls. I, 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 I tried acid once, but I, I burnt my throat. Mm. Really, really, really acidic. Yeah. So we should probably start. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we should probably just start this now. Um, So yeah, take it away. Is this just going to be me talking the whole time? Not really. I can you can you can you can pose questions if you want. (coughs) Kind of pose opinions and theories and things, and I'll try to relate to them as well. At least there's no research. (laughs) True. (laughs) So Um, where do I start? Should you get my iPod? I suppose like um. Like at the moment, I'm doing a film course because um, hell, I want I want to be a, a film writer, or uh, well, actually, my dream is to be a comic book writer, but um, there's no real courses around to that advertise or anything like that. There's, unlike in America, you can actually go to cinema or can't even hear the words Senem- sem- seminars. That's the word, yes. and uh, you know the. the what's he called in Kubert Brothers so I suppose that's more for art but yeah it's basically my dream would be to, to, to write the X-Men that's be my ultimate dream job um, but you're doing films to basically do shit before the shuffle yeah, yeah something like that I want to fail upwards yeah. um, is it really it's kind of failing sideways isn't it? sideways yeah <laughs> um, but yeah so the whole thing um, I'm doing it late in life, I suppose. Like usually, people do it when they're younger in their teens or something like that. I sure think we're all doing. Most of us are doing so late in life. Really. What really gave me the kick up the arse really to do the course was, in fact, Kevin Smith. Um, I met him. Well, as I say, I met him. Uh, I met him with a couple of hundred people. Met him. Um, he did a, an evening with Kevin Smith in Dublin, and I got to ask him a question. And it's actually, I think I, I posted it up on the Two Guys One podcast page. If not, then we post. And uh, it's basically me asking. It's the first time I've ever been star-studded. I'm like speechless. And uh, it was kind of funny because in my head I was like, "This is a fucking huge moment for me. I get to meet my one of my idols." And of course, I didn't realize uh, I wasn't thinking it. I was actually saying it into a microphone. So I had a couple of hundred people <laughs> just going, "Oh, <laughs> you guys want to get a room or something?" <laughs> so basically, had asked him a question already, saying like, "How?" you get into the film industry and uh, he answered it I can't remember his answer for it but uh, basically I asked him yeah, don't repeat it because you're really quite long. <laughs> I asked him to uh, the same question basically but I asked him to elaborate more on it 
And he simply said, look, if I knew how to break into Hollywood, I, 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 I wouldn't tell anyone. I'd make a book and I'd sell it. He said, what he did, he goes, he made clerks. And when he made clerks, he took a big risk. He uh, maxed out credit cards to like the, the sum of 28 grand. And uh, he, that's what clerks was made for. That was the budget. And he was lucky enough to have it picked up. So him doing that, well, he was taking a huge, huge risk. And I asked him, what if you're not prepared you know, to take the risk? Because I, I, I don't have the balls to make that kind of risk. Or the money. Or the money. So basically he, he went on about it and basically saying, that just fucking do it. He said, if you can make a movie, anybody can. He said, just fucking do it. So the, yeah. the next year I applied for numerous film courses and I didn't get on any of them. <laughs> So luckily I got on the one that I'm on now. Uh, first year went by, so we're it's going good. <laughs> but uh, and to be honest, actually, even I'm picking stuff up from it that I didn't really get before. Yeah, reading my notes. Not really. <laughs> just just observing. But um, <laughs> you see, everybody has their own own different um, styles, and they like the one thing I found about being in doing this course is there's an awful lot of artsy fartsy people. Um, and there's another place in the world, but not not <laughs> not not not, not, in the co- not in the the group that I'm in. Like mm. they, they're quite down to earth, but it's uh, nothing against artsy fartsy people. It's just not my. I I look at a picture and I see a picture. I don't fucking see hidden messages or what the artist was trying to do. Or that was actually it was funny because when I was doing one of the interviews to get on one of the courses and. Um, I said to the the woman goes what do you expect there's two women interviewing me what do you expect from the course and um, it, it was bit, it was down in Dundalk actually is where it was and um, I was like I don't want to fucking sit in a room watching movies all all day and be like what what was the director trying to say in this moment I said that fuck that artsy farty shit those were the words I used to know and they're like uh, well, the, our course is kind of, kind of mainly about that. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah, that could be one of the reasons why you don't get picked up. I think it's a case, especially when you're doing a course like that. And if it is, if it's done as a college course or a university course or anything, or an IT course or whatever, you have to pretend <laughs> to I know, enjoy well, the Well, well like I mean, even like I did the same. I went for an interview for a film course. I mean, they asked like what my favorite film was that I'd seen just recently before that, like just mm. to prove how long ago this was. I said three hundred. And they just got, they, I got a sneer nearly. It was like almost like, yeah, what the hell are you saying that for again? Like, and I just, yeah. So I kind of thought at first, I, I, that's one of the things that kind of made me think of, yeah, these these are the kind of people that, that, they're the kind of people that have sat in rooms and watched too many films, but like watched as in they watch it, they pause it, they rewind it, they watch it, that same yeah. two minutes all the time. And that pisses me off as well. Yeah. If you don't get it the first time, just fuck it. <laughs> well, no, I don't even think it's that. I think it's a case of, like, I, I, I think it's a case of the more you watch a film the more you get from it yeah. like if you like, one of the best ones was, or one of the ones that I keep getting with is, even now is Fight Club the more I watch even now watching Fight Club just, just, you see little tiny bits in it that, yeah. that can remind your mother that kind of make you think ooh I didn't see that before or maybe you did but you didn't really but have you never seen Fight Club spoilers ahead no I'm not going to spoil anything but, but I will it's but it's like the first time I've seen it and then the second time when I was watching it um, I, I never noticed yeah. It's a Tyler. Yeah, you do the flickers. Oh, yeah. No. yeah, apparently there was even a thing where even because when I seen it, sixteen or something. Because I was I remember. No, I remember. I saw it in video because I was told. Oh, you and Anton went to the cinema to see it. No, no, I saw it in video because I was. My brother went to the cinema 
came home, said I should see it, and I just didn't. Have, I think I was working, and I just didn't have money because back where we're mm-hmm. from, there was, there was like a single screen cinema mm. above a shop <laughs> that was um, above a pound shop. Yeah, that was less than less than brilliant. That cinema was awesome. It was awesome, but if you wanted to actually see a film, it wasn't because like you go in, you watch the film, and it's on this crappy screen that was cracked, <laughs> torn in one part, and all that kind of stuff. But I remember seeing it, and, and even. Even the second time you see it, the second time you see it, once you know what happens at the end and you rewatch it, yeah. you pick up on bits. But yeah. then once you pick up on those bits, you're gonna miss other bits because you're gone. You're all you're gonna go is that was so cool. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. That's the coolest thing to ever put into a movie. And the next time you watch it, no, that's the coolest thing that's ever. Like you, you, you keep picking on, up on stuff, and I can understand that. But I, what I don't get are the people who sit and just like they they just obsess over. Oh, the, the hand under the chin holding it or yeah. stroking the beard go, hmm. yeah. especially it's, it's even funnier when they stroke beards they don't have or when women stroke beards there's the funny thing uh, <laughs> the women in the doctor are asking me about Irish cinema and Irish films that's what they were basically they were into and I was able to name mo- more Irish actors more Irish films <laughs> as, as name they didn't even know fucking they never heard of War the Buttons Jesus I was like now, to be honest, I've seen and, one and of the buttons once, and I didn't really enjoy it. Oh, I like that. Blasphemy, but I know. I, have, I, haven't, I haven't seen it in years, but I remember watching it as a kid. I used to love it. Same with uh, Into the West. Into the West, I loved yeah. It's a horse, Tato. It's a horse. <laughs> and the Butcher Boy. And the Butcher, butcher Boy. The Butcher Boy is messed up. Yeah. The book um, is even worse. But um, but then I get a letter from these people saying that basically, uh, we don't think you're prepared for this course. You don't know enough about Irish cinema. I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah. It's not, yeah. It's it's it is this whole fucking. It's the whole thing that there's 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 different schools in Ireland. I mean, since we've had different schools, especially with Ireland, there's there's people that like. It, it, to be honest, the VTOS course seems to be a better way to go to make films, oh. but to learn about film, it's 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 like colleges no. and universities up because no, because I think that like it's even the course I applied for like, when I was saying that I wanted to be a director and I wanted to be a writer, they were kind of going, oh, this is kind of more to give you the, the practical knowledge of how to use the cameras and how to use sound system and how to use editing suites and all that kind of thing and I said well I want to learn how to do all that yeah, stuff fair yeah. enough but at the same time I want to be the one telling other people that this is what I want them to do yeah. you know it's, it's not it's like it's not even a power trip it's just a case of I have a vision yeah. that I want people to see and other people will get my vision even if I have to whip them well hopefully in the ne- next uh, not well, tomorrow all, all the, the movies that we met throughout the year are going to be um, uh, shown for the first time and uh, hopefully after that I'll be able to put it up on the Facebook page so you can actually see Dante Randall's Three Men and a Naked Guy <laughs> maybe even the ones if you can uh, yeah I've, I've, I've um, I just uh, I have to get permission first I never got a sign in or a sign off sheet for the permission to show <laughs> to show any of them that was a big mistake um, and I learned a lot but basically um, they all go on about it was a Scorsese and uh, Francis Ford Coppola to do a lot with The Godfather and um, what's I, my brain is fried today Goodfellas yeah. where they do they show the pan the you know, or not pan but you know you, you zoom you zoom out with the camera as you're walking towards yeah. or well they use a track but it's dolly it's dolly yeah but we don't have any dollies or anything like that but um all that kind of stuff and I'm kind of like okay fair enough but I, I'm not interested in them kind of films um, most courses seem to be like you know we want to make you the, not artsy farty but we want to make you that kind of 
King's Speech kind of director. Well, no, you see, I think even with that, it's the kind of sense of like I'm pretty sure, and I've actually, I have actually checked this. It's all about drama. Well, like I actually read this. This is this is the weirdest bit. Did you know Michael Bay went to the same film school as Steven Spielberg? Jesus, I know. It's a thing. I think the way it works is the best thing. The best way I the way I kind of think of it is even if I did do a course like that where it does go all artsy fartsy, we go, oh, we have to do this. Oh. Tim Burton, oh, hurts talking. Yeah, <laughs> you have to grow your hair out to be a big Afro thing. I'm go, a goofy artist. Yeah, it's like oh, Jim Jarmusch. And if they do stuff like that, and then and start dissecting films, it's, it's like okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll do that. I'll dissect the films. I'll, I'll pick apart plots. I'll pick apart acting stuff. I'll pick apart lighting. I'll do all that. But so long as in the end, I'm going to have the practical knowledge to do the movies I want to do afterwards. Yeah. Because like it's a case of you can teach someone to do all the artsy fartsy stuff you want. You can teach people how to do trick dollies. You can teach them how to do zooms, how to do panning, how to do all that kind of stuff all the different tracking shots you can show them how to use steady cams and all the different hoopla that comes along with it you're not going to get these spider cams I take it there's like three and a half million dollar cameras oh yeah yeah yeah. we've got, yeah. We got four of them ah, right? cool. yeah. that's awesome but, um, had one. <laughs> but yeah it's it's like all that kind of stuff I could I, I like fair enough if I have to learn that stuff okay but so long as I get to learn how to use that stuff and then then you start thinking about right how can I apply this to what the hell I want but it's hard to like the way we work is five people are put into a group <coughs> and you've got a uh, director, assistant director, lighting, sound and uh, cameraman. So everybody does a job. you got five jobs, five movies. Everybody does you know, you know, Everybody does a different job in everybody's movie. Um, I kind of like being assistant director. There's more, pr- there's more pressure on you. You will be. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. There's more uh, pressure on you to get stuff done because yeah because like, well it is it's a case of but it's still I like that I like working in that environment like, it, no, it is a case of like the AD I mean even even now the directors don't actually have to be people person like you don't have to be a people person to be a director you just have to be able to you have to be a people person to a degree like you have to be able to walk into a room full of executives and things well, and it has say, to be uh, aggressive not passive aggressive not passive maybe well just aggressive Aggra- definitely aggressive you have to be stubborn like you literally have to be able to walk up to people and say look I know that this is what you want to do with this but it's not how I see it I see it by do I see it this way mm. and you have to be able to walk up to people and stand in front of them and say that and go okay that's that's it the whole weird thing that um that, that was that Harrison Ford has on the, the Star Wars box set on the making of it's just like it's the whole thing about the script being yeah. a bit kind of slow and when everyone kind of when they all kind of start changing their lines and stuff there's a bit where Harrison Ford is just going it, it, it's just on the page it's right there. Just, just, just do it just, just do it like, George you can write this shit but you can't say it Yeah, it's that kind of thing it's like I'm even then I'm one of that kind of thing where I'd, if I do write something I'd write dialogue you write dialogue to a specific degree but then you kind of you have to I think I think it's better to let an actor interpret well, it maybe if they let the actors interpret it the, the new trilogy would have been a little better yeah but here's the thing right um <laughs> Writing the script, I love, I love writing. Uh, it's Benning and great, but um, like I have numerous fucking uh, graphic novels in the work. Hopefully, I just need to get an artist. Uh, a no, I'm but I, I have I have been talking with one of the lads, and they're interested in doing it. I just got to finish the first six kind of issues to make one book. Um, no, I know it has to be six because I have a plan. I have a plot of like and numerous scripts as well but anyways uh, of course you have to have a five minute script for for your movie I wanted to do a comedy I, I had an idea about uh, two battling magicians who weren't actually magicians they taught the war 
you know what I mean? There were two mentors, and uh, they're they're fighting over ratings because they both have their own TV shows and they're battling over ratings so they could get on RT. David Blaine versus Chris Angel. Pretty much something like that, except they don't actually have powers. Pretty much like David, David Blaine and Chris, Chris Angel. But um, I came out with the script and, and I was like, oh, it's grand, but no, it has to be a drama. I want drama, drama, drama. Everything's fucking drama. Yeah. And um, these are my words. I said, look, there's enough fucking drama in the world. I, I'm sick of fucking all this shit on TV, these soaps on TV with fucking like EastEnders, Carnation Street, Home and Away, all that kind of crap where you've got depressing storylines. There's enough depression. There's enough drama. I want laughter. That's what I want to do. But I think even then I think in some cases that's kind of what a lot of um, people who go to like film courses and stuff I think that's what they're half prepared for it's like we're going to prepare you to, to make Fair City that's not ambitious <laughs> no for me to be honest with you my ambition would be okay yes I'll work on Fair City so long as I can go from Fair City walk out of this country walk over well get a boat or plane over to England walk into the BBC walk up to Stephen Moffat and go let me make Doctor Who and he'd be like no get out of my office <laughs> no no but it is the thing like you do Fair City to start with you do maybe one other programme no, you do something that's a little bit more I original remember, remember when I started that. it I was giving out well, I, wasn't, I was kind of bitching about you know, all the drama aspect of it all and you were like look you have to fucking yeah. you have to start somewhere and I suppose it is acting like a producer the, the lecturer is acting like a producer you've got to do what you have to be yeah, you have to kind of it's, it's, it is a case of the producers want one and they'll see how you work and I suppose yeah. you know um, but but then uh, again there is a whole thing as well of if, if you're working with certain producers it's a kind of a case of like a lot of times especially with writers a lot of times a producer basically producers hire writers like yeah. the likes of Transformers or the likes of um, any, any especially sequels they hire writers and that's it like the writers are hired to basically write a script for this that specific film and it's always kind of it's again it's that whole X-Men 3 yeah, problem yeah. It's the studio is too involved in it yeah luckily with X-Men 2 they didn't do that but it is a case of that happens but it's it, then there's the odd time certain occasions like X-Men 2 where the director and where other people involved will stand up and say no look this is how we want to do it and then sometimes just sometimes especially with Fox it's a miracle that they turn around and go okay <laughs> <laughs> but um no sure so I wrote the script Caramello which was basically inspired by my dad in a way and it's about a it was about a widowed oh Widower. Widower. Is it Widower? Yeah. yeah. And, he, and his son, and he's working in a fast food restaurant. It's a, it's a shit job, shit pay. Thanks. He's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> his boss is an asshole and treats him like shit. But and quite funny, though. He, he, gets, he gets to spend time with his son, which is mm. what he wants. And now, the old job that he used to work for was a computer company where he made shit load of money, but he had less time to spend with his family. And now that his wife is gone, he wants to be there for his son so the son is being bullied at school over being poor and crap clothes that he's wearing and all that kind of stuff and the choice that the father has to come up with is do I crap job crap life but more time with my son or do I go for the good job good money and provide for a better future for my son but he'll have less time with a father figure kind of thing and there's also that mystical character in the middle of it who just who becomes the turning point <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the wise friend who yeah, is well, wise, yeah. Play, played by a an up and coming actor. <laughs> up and coming, no, no. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing about it, right? I wrote that script. I put my heart and soul into the fucking thing. Uh, I loved it. Uh, at the end of it all, I did like it. 
uh, handed it in and I was told it was too there's too much dialogue in it. And I suppose there was a lot of dialogue for a kid to actually read and make sense of. Mm. And the kid that played uh, James in it, it was fantastic. Never acted in anything before. Um, he was cool. But uh, so she, my lecturer made me cut half of it, which I did. I, I went back and I edited it more. So, uh, and I brought it back to her and she was like, no, no, still more has to go, more has to go. I'm like, fucking hell. So what I was left with is something that doesn't really make much sense. <laughs> I, 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 had to, I cut out the whole bit about the son being bullied at school and all that kind of stuff and cut his speech well, you down. Get you get a little semi. You get the idea of it. You also get one of the, what I think is one of the just that, that just the best man ever. You can't go. Around, you can't punch him in the face. You can't it's go around punching people awesome. in the face. Yeah. It's just I love it. It's just the way it's delivered. When you if you get to see it, I'll put yeah, it up. Yeah, Hopefully, I can get to put it up in, in the and then I'll, st- I'll just every single theme tune will have that bit sampled somewhere <laughs> in it. But um, <laughs> so that was done, and then um, I finished it and I edited it all together, and I was like, oh, I'm not really happy with all this. But fuck it, it's done, it's out there, I made a movie. It's five minutes long, but woohoo. But then, towards the end of the year, I got a second chance to make uh, another movie, which had to be done, so I could get an award on the course, uh, a certain award on the course that I wanted. And basically, I was given one week to do it all in. And that's when I came up with the idea of three men and some naked guy, which was based off of uh, three of my friends and... uh, I got to make the movie that I wanted to make. I got to make a comedy, something funny. And now, whereas Caramello was edited perfectly together, I think. It, it, it was edited together, right? Um, three men didn't really get edited together so good. Well, I haven't seen it. It doesn't, yeah, there's some bits that don't come together. Well, here's here's the thing, there, there's two jump shots in it. But two, the, both, the, the second jump shot where they're running towards each other and then, I don't want to spoil it, but he gets beaten. Um, that got the most laughs, so I left it in it because that's what I want. I want people to laugh at the movie. I want them to have fun with it. Obviously, um, but I had so much. I I was under so much pressure. I did it in six hours. Everybody that's seen it so far likes it. They, they, of course, I've got criticism, which I'm I'm open to. I'm like, thank you. You know what I mean? It, it'll make thank me learn. No, no, <laughs> I, I learned from it. But I got to make the movie I wanted to make. And I had so much fun doing it, even though I was under so much pressure. The crew were fantastic. The cast was great. Um, although Thank one of them didn't take, ta- one of them didn't fucking take direction very well. There was a, a delivery of, his, of the, the speech in the car. I wanted to deliver it in a very dry, sarcastic way, but the actor delivered it in a heartwarming, heartfelt kind of way. And I'm like, God damn you! But I didn't have time because <laughs> we were losing daylight. But um, that was kind of my. Um, my my uh, tribute to Kevin Smith. Now I don't he'll, he'll ever listen to this or he'll ever see it, but you know I, it's like. This is going to raise two hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, even even when I gave him the script, um, people were there's three things people were getting from it: the Hangover, which I understand, um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil was one of the the movies that was thrown at me. I was like, that's actually how I found the movie, and uh, the other one was like, yeah, the dialogue is kind of very Kevin Smith but again I had to cut a lot of dialogue out of it um, because I the three actors I had originally picked to play the parts of the three guys all pulled out on me at the very last minute so I just had to grab three guys and be like look you're A, B and C do um, and if, if anybody that's listened to the show and you watched the, the movie 
um, you'll see in the bit where to find the naked guy <laughs> you can see the script in the background laying on a rock <laughs> but anyways um, so that's where I'm at but um, all this couldn't have been possible if it wasn't for okay my inspirations I suppose yes Kevin Smith is my main inspiration um, I love his style of film his filmmaking he writes them and he directs them himself apart from the newest ones that he's done which haven't been critically received well I suppose but he's made his money on them but I think until Clerks 2 he was, he was yeah. well with the exception I, st I still can't, can't bring myself to say that Jersey Girl is anyway good ok so I'm going to get to Jersey Girl in a few minutes but um, he I like he, nice style but he's um, he likes to make movies with his friends that's the whole his whole reason for doing it and, and all these films are really good even Jersey Girl uh, they may be oh, they may be the best film you've ever seen but I don't think you can ever watch a Kevin Smith and not be a uh, Kevin Smith film and not be happy that you that you paid money to see it so I may have said that about Cop Out but you know, better pay money to see it <laughs> yeah. you just gave me the DVD I gave you the DVD um, I didn't download it illegally <laughs> but <coughs> he took Fair risk enough. at the very beginning and it paid off for him Congratulations, you know. Um, he made More Rats after that. And More Rats was actually the first one of Kevin Smith's movies I seen. And I did I, when I first saw it, it was on Network Two, and I seen it from like halfway through, and it was distinct palmed. Fucking, I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, Chasing Amy was my first. But it's when I popped my Kevin Smith cherry. Yeah, <laughs> but no. To see, by this point, Dogma had come out. Um, so I I seen I seen uh, the movies are so it's kind of I've seen more rats first half of it then I actually found it I rented it out and I watched it and I thought Jane's on a bob were cool but um, Gleason always reckoned that um, the Brody character in it you know he loves comic books and all that it, he reckons it's a biography about me at the time from knowing me at that at my when I was like a teenager he was like that is totally you you'd rather play computer and read yeah comics. it kind of is because I can still remember when I used to get those uh, was it the uh, Astonishing Spider-Man yeah, yeah every single time I got one literally about 12 hours after I got it he'd be in my house reading them <laughs> yeah and I'd be sitting there I actually going, I bought all my X-Men issues off of you no I don't think you bought all of them I think you, I think you no, started buying them afterwards I, no no I bought I, I started at Essential X-Men 56 and you had from like 13 no, no, I had 14 to... I think I could have up to as far as 90 or something. No, no, you, you got Spider-Man. Because I was still collecting them. I, I started collecting them when you, when you finished collecting them. You had up until... I started at 56 and you, you stopped at 63 or something. Jesus, we wasted And uh, <laughs> I, I remember you sold me them all at cut rate price, but I bought all my comics off of you. Um, See, bad influence. Bad influence. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, Dogma was the second movie I'd seen, and then I, I went and watched Clerks, and James and Bob, I was like totally into James and Bob. I thought they were awesome characters, and you were, and you were like, oh, they're in another movie called Chase and Amy, and it was you that introduced me to Chase and Amy, which was my favorite Kevin Smith film of all time. Actually, nearly my favorite film of all time. I think it'd be one of his. It's one of his most accomplished films. Oh, like I, I still say one of his best films is. I actually love Dogma. Mainly because it takes the piss out of religion. That's well, it takes the piss, but it does that whole slight quirk on religion. So I was like, yeah. But it says a lot of stuff that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Even that. But all these films are like they're really well written, and he he always makes fun of himself uh, over stuff like that. But they are they're really well done and well written. Uh, I love Chasing Amy for the fact the ending 
it had a sucky ending to it really um, which was very realistic for for the time like and I was like that's my favourite movie because at the time I, I first saw it you had all these fucking American pie movies and 10 things ahead about you and all which is a cool it's, it's alright although the play is better then I've seen uh, James and Bob Strike Back and then he said he wasn't going back to those characters again and I was like what and then he made Jersey Girl and it got panned I never seen Jersey Girl up at this point and then I went and, and then he made Clerks 2 I remember going to the cinema in Dublin to see it brought Anthony along and, and Danny and we watched it and it was just laugh out loud like. yeah. um, I actually think the second one was actually it was funnier than the first one yeah in more heart no, it was like it was funnier than the first one. It, well, there was a little more heart in it, but there was still there was like I like it, but there was just something missing. Well, here's something that wasn't Clerks. About the thing, the first yeah. Clerks stands out for many, 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 many reasons, right? But I think it maybe it's thirty-seven. Maybe it's just me. Is it thirty-seven? Thirty-one? Thirty-seven? How many dicks of music? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Including mine. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no, I, he, he says he, to get that back from the V-class He's class. 37. Oh, yeah, she she bring it in for. Crap. <laughs> forgot about that. So Anyways, um, Crap, now I don't. Oh, yeah, it stands out because I think, for me, I think when you watch it back, you can kind of tell that he, he had all his eggs in one basket and this was his one and only chance to make a movie. Um, he thought he probably at the time, I think he was thinking he'd never make a movie again because the dialogue, there's so much dialogue in it. And he, 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 everybody has a lot to say, but um, then was second Mary make a porno. He made that, and it was funny. I liked it. And then funny, but not. But just, then just then I got to go see an evening with Kevin Smith. Actually, I had gotten all the evening with Kevin Smith before uh, on DVD. The first two, anyways, and I, I laughed from beginning to end oh, yeah. them as well. They're brilliant. And I was like, "This is a guy. I, I want to be like this guy. He he's just he's he's a genuine nice guy. He does lots for his fans. He makes funny movies. He makes the movies he wants to make. It, not necessarily like he, he doesn't. It's not so much that he doesn't care about budget. It's just like he'll take a minimum budget and he'll make a good movie. From do cop out. Yeah, well, or would that have included his Superman movie? <laughs> <laughs> Superman movie would have been awesome. No, it wouldn't. But, um, Superman fighting polar bears. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <Lord>. Chewy, <laughs> a giant spider in the turn <laughs> Oh, thank you, Wild Wild West. Do you know? Do, do you know? Do you know why? Why a spider? Because they're the most fierce insect king. Right, yeah. But uh, I don't believe that. I don't believe anything. I think I was the <laughs> third. <laughs> I was the third person of the night to ask him a question, so it was very early on, and I was like. I couldn't believe I was actually talking to Kevin Smith. I was, I was like, oh, and he was such a nice guy, and he answered. But at the very end of his of, a, of, of a, him answering my question, he was basically like, "Go make your fucking movie." He said, he, "It's the easiest thing in the world." Uh, set, uh, that he that he he's movie that he made said it's the easiest thing in the world, which okay, he's an accomplished director now. <laughs> but um, well, he's a director. He's yeah. a director. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if I win the lot of them, I might be able to get there. So. But no, to be honest, with you, I actually don't because, like, it's if you think about it, like most yes, okay, most of the stuff I've had ideas for <laughs> is um, ambitious to say the least. <laughs> um, we could may mention like what just even the bunny movie. I think is fairly ambitious. Movie, for, yeah. I think it's fairly ambitious for what for any kind of second film. But I think it is a case of if you can write something small and simple, even something that like if you right, if you know you have a set and a location, which you do, you have a house. Here, you have a place in Carrick. 
that you can film. There's places in various parts. There's even places in Dublin where you can film. I'm sure. Yeah. There's places, probably other places that you can film. Like there's even a place in Paris you can film. Yeah. So like it is a case of doing that, and I'm pretty sure because I don't I, like I have never actually looked into this, but I would I'd actually pretty much love to do it. Is try and find out how much it would actually cost to officially film in somewhere to, to officially like even to go to like local council and say like, how much would it cost? For yeah. No, but just how, yeah, how much would it cost for I've to actually do? I've been doing that recently, and I might be able to tell you it'll be cost one hundred million. Um, sure one hundred not not in this town. <laughs> Probably happy uh, to get one. It was fun. No, because see, I the simplest idea for me would would be a road trip movie, and uh, I remember saying that, and everybody just fucking went, "Ooh!" Kevin Smith was like, "Dude, they're fucking turning on you. You're losing a man." <laughs> but it was like it was. He asked me what kind of movie would I like to make, and I my head was a blank. I was like, "Holy shit!" I'm talking to Kevin Smith, and the words again come out of my mouth like uh, a road trip movie, and that sounded retarded. But after. That anyways, um, a couple of weeks after that, I decided like there's a lot of bashing over Jersey Girl, and I never actually watched it. But I went and I rented it, and I ended up watching it. And I have to say, it's my favorite Kevin Smith movie. Out of all of these movies, I love Jersey Girl. It's got okay, J Lo's in it, but fuck that, she's dead in a couple of seconds. Sorry if I spoil it for anyone, but it's one of the best moments in the whole film. J Lo dying. Um, ben Affleck, I like as an actor. I think he's a very good actor. I think he's very underrated, and he gets a lot of shit. Okay, he's been in some crappy movies, but who the hell hasn't? Apart from Daniel DeLewis, but I can't think of any bad movies Daniel DeLewis has ever been in. I think he's been one or two really bad ones. Not really bad ones, but like really. He's in Mutiny in the Bounty that didn't do well with Anthony Hopkins and Mel Gibson. Yeah. Wasn't a bad movie though. Drop some knowledge on you there. But, um. Yeah, so it's like, my main emphasis. Basically, I want to be the first. Me. <laughs> but I also want to be like the next Kevin Smith in a way um, he yeah he's my main inspiration in movies um, another guy who no one probably listening to this would have heard of except for one of our listeners um, I got to work with him making a, a short film actually student movie is Tony Walsh and I learned so much from working with him on, on set like he, he it was fun but it was a lot of hard work and it's the first time we, we shot during the night and it's the first time we used more than one camera and um, it showed me a lot of cool things and a lot of cool tricks and uh, I got to to do some dolly shots and all that kind of stuff from working with him but he, uh, he's got his own little production company called Tokar Productions and it's hopefully it'll gather steam eventually because uh, he deserves it he really does deserve uh, more success He's a very he's a very talented actor. Is he buying at the moment? Huh? Is he buying at the moment? Buying? Is he in scripts? No. <laughs> he does he does his own thing where he gets hired to work on like Teenage E or T V Tree or T or something like that. Hey, he films some pilots and stuff. But he is he knows what he's doing, he knows what he's talking about. There's no second guessing with him. Um but then again, there is that whole theory as well of, and I kind of do agree with it, is a director is only as good as the crew that's behind him. Yeah. So well, no, because it is a case of the like poor man. <laughs> no, I'm not saying, no, I'm not saying like, you can, like you can be like you can be the best directors in the world. I mean, like, you could be fucking Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And they're still going to be. They're still going to be. He's still going to be the one that turns around to his DOP and says, well, "How do you think we should do this? How do you think? Yeah, well, yeah. How do you think the He'll tell him how we can see it and think, do you think we could do? It? Well, would it work? Like, and they're kind of going. They're going to kind of go, yeah, or no. And like, luckily, he's again. He's worked with the same people for what? He's worked with the same DOP since Schindler's List. 
Every film he's done since has been done by has done by uh, yeah. Janusz Kaminski, the same person. And um, so you're kind of going, yeah, okay. He, he, like the man knows what he's doing, obviously. So, and it's just like it's it is a case of like no matter how good a director is, the directors should always take ideas from their crew. Yeah, you know, take ideas from that. And I don't mean like if you walk up to a person who's working on the craft truck. <laughs> person who's making your fucking food and they say I think you should have fuck off you know that kind of thing you want fair enough if he thinks he has a good idea about it you're going to kind of go maybe you should put a spider in the third act <laughs> and never ever ever listen to a friend's hairdresser yeah <laughs> it wasn't a friend it was uh, what do you call her Barbara Streisand hairdresser who became a producer in Hollywood and produced Streisand he produced the first uh, Batman film yeah. and the second Peters. one John Peters and he wanted to do more crazy motherfucker He's not actually anymore. He's kind of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's you know, like, crazy or always crazy. I don't get that. Well, he was, he was one of the producers on Superman Returns. He had to be. He owns the rights. That film was a pile of shit. You like it, and yeah. it's, but it's a very artsy. It's not. Even, it's an even, art house Superman film, as Kevin Smith would say. I don't even think it's an art house Superman. Superman. I think it's just a case of it's not it's the very film. boring. It's not the film everyone expected. But he doesn't even punch anybody. You want to see a Superman film? You want to see him punch someone? It's not, to be honest, I think there's a reason for that as well. I think it is a case of, like, it's one of the things about the character of Superman is, unless you have Superman go up against kind of superheroes, yeah. or alien, like, alien, other Kryptonians okay. or something, it's not, it might not, because, like, think about it, this is a person who, if he was to go up to anybody and just go, he'd probably send them into orbit. Yeah, but, you know, any, or he'd just dislodge their head. Then you could body. do that, bring in fucking Zod, or Yeah, that's Dark what they're doing. Or, well, that's what they're doing with the, the Man of Steel. But, with their... Superman Returns like what chance do humans have against him you know what I mean and Lex Luthor the same old fucking thing he's after land yeah. Lex Luthor's a motherfucking genius <laughs> true but it's he's a genius who wants money yeah anyway, but no it's yeah so I suppose they'd be my main two inspirations definitely Kevin Smith's my main inspiration Tony Walsh has been an inspiration for the very short time that I've known him and I've worked with him uh, I'd love to work with him again I'd, uh, he's got like I just love to learn I know I can learn more of him um, but see with films I, I just kind of I like I like comedies I like fi- I like films that nobody else likes I like there's always an audience out there for every kind of film yeah true except of course there shouldn't be an audience out there for films like Vampire Suck and Superhero Movie and what's the latest one the greatest movie ever made 3D what yeah they're doing another one but see, no, that, on that's, that's so there, there is people that like that they're what, what are they called Slaps, not slapstick they're spoof movies the people that like them are idiots that's no, what they're called no, 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 no. no it's, I'm sorry but these it's, it's it, like started, it's, it's, it started off with the airplane movies even but even then, the people who made the airplane movies were actual filmmakers. Yeah, and then you <laughs> had, had they were, they were then you had the Naked Gun series. Same people. Yeah, the Zucker, Zuckerman. Zucker, it's what well, it's technically the Zaz Boys is what they call themselves. Um, scary movie one and two. One everybody loves one. I don't care who the fuck you are. You cannot watch that movie and not like it. I can watch the first one, but I could I I can't watch it now. Yeah. Well, if you see it once. Because well, it's a yeah, case yeah, yeah. Do you see the second time all yeah. the jokes? See more than once. It's just, it's, it's, yeah, I like the second one as well. The third and fourth one were taken over in by the Zaz brothers, which you know. Well, what is Cocaine Sheen was in the third one. Yeah. And um, oh, but they just they ran them into the ground, and now all these movies like Date Night movie or Date Movie, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, even date movie was done by like an actual action filmmaker, superhero movie. Yeah. See, the problem is with all, those they're movies, all, they're running them into the ground. It, well, and see, they I all had the, the two writers from Scary Movie. No, 
the thing about the, the problem with the movies now is the likes of superhero movie and epic movie and sports movie was one of them. Yeah, yeah. Sports yeah. movie never even made it into cinemas. Thank Actually, all. sports movies won the better ones. Your man was in. Um, oh fuck! What's his name? He was in that film, Anchorman, as the the cowboy dude, the cowboy hat, the the sports guy. I don't remember Anchorman. I, I will that. take your mother out for dinner, and I will never call her again. <laughs> I'm not really a fan of Anchorman, though. <laughs> but it's what? Yeah, but that's it's a funny movie. Oh no, it is funny, but I'm just not a fan. Yeah, okay. But it's it's a case of like it's it's with those with the newest kind of runs of them, or that newest run of them, like including the superhero movie now with this whole bloody fucking the greatest movie ever made 3D thing that apparently is coming out. They're made by people, and they're, they're the entire ad campaign about it was from the guys who've seen too many movies. <laughs> now I'm sorry, but it's, these, these people have no qualification. They're not actually filmmakers. They're not writers. But here's they're the thing: people. they're making movies. They're getting paid for. We ain't. So you know, true. So fuck, <laughs> they're doing something right, or we're doing something, something very wrong. wrong. Very wrong. Very wrong. But uh, there's a lot of numbers. I think <laughs> I read books, but I don't. Um, just trying to stick an inspiration kind of thing. Uh, I don't really read them for the name of the writer. I just read them for what they're about. Really, like okay, I read Harry Potter. I like them. Big whoop. <laughs> well, no, I'm the same. I, like, I read the Harry Potter books. I, a lot of the yeah. stuff I've read is actually kind of seen as well. The, the other one, the other big series I read is like Artemis Fowl, and that's seen as a kid series. Well, kid uh, into tween series. But I love Anne Rice, the Vampire Chronicles. Um, Oh, what's the other one? I like Ent with Vampires in really. I'm a huge vampire fan. Except for fucking Twilight. Thank you for voting for me, by the way. Vote Dante. <laughs> Please vote, It's man. still open. It's, it's open. It's like, we don't open. even know. I think the movie's out in November, isn't it? What? Uh, I'm not even sure when it's out. I thought it was out in the summer. I was thinking, great, no, we no, get this so. over and done with. I think it's out in November. Anyways, um, <laughs> I like Stephen King, actually. I like a lot of Stephen King stuff. When it comes to comic books, uh, Fabian Nesezi, N- 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 I can't even pronounce his name right, but I think it's Fabian Nesezi, or Nesesa. I loved his Gambit series, I loved his X-Men series, he wrote Nightwing and he, uh, for one or two issues. He's doing Red Robin at the moment, he did Deadpool and Cable. Um, Chris Claremont's earlier stuff. Oh, it is out in November. Twilight yeah. <laughs> out in November. You have until November to vote, so anybody that hasn't voted, please oh, vote it. Mark. This uh, is what you have to look forward to. Oh, <laughs> God. He's running in the rain. Why? It's why? not even rain. It's really a sprinkler. He's not even wet. Why is he not? It, there's rain all around him. It's a We're looking at a picture of that. What's his name? Team Jacob. Team Jacob <laughs> guy <laughs> running in the rain. The Mexican Indian. The Mexican Indian. But, um... Yeah, Chris Carman's earlier stuff, like, um, yeah, I like the Dark Phoenix saga, who doesn't really, but it, I wouldn't say it's the greatest comic of all time. I like these earlier 90s stuff, uh, his later stuff was a bit weird, wasn't really that great. He, he created some of the best characters. Um, uh, Jim Lee, he's more of an artist, I like his stuff. Mm. He he had some good ideas, I think, when he started X Men, but then he fucked off and went to Image, and now he's like really high up in he's DC. He's one of the editors in DC, and the main idea man, basically. Um, and it's really annoying on Twitter. Really weird. He's posting pictures of. He keeps posting like the pencil drawings that he does, which is really annoying because like it's like, this is the pencil drawing yeah. I did for a friend of mine, and you're kind of going, okay, fair enough. 
and then he does other ones and like he signs them all he actually autographs all the pictures that he's yeah. going to give to friends and he's like, oh. it's like he knows they're not going to be his friends forever and he's going to sell them off there isn't really there isn't really a lot of comic book writers that are like wow this guy is awesome I have to read Anthony oh except for Grant Morrison his stuff is awesome he made me like Wolverine in the comics his new X-Men run was just it was a breath of fresh air really um, and Josh Whedon did Astonishing X-Men he, that was very good as well Morrison now is over at DC and he's doing Batman he's running Batman has just been epic um, so he's a, he, yeah he's at um, him and Aceza are at uh, DC so DC are two of my favourite writers kind of take, don't, don't be honest DC are kind of old have you heard the latest news from DC no apparently um, once this new Flash saga was it Flashpoint yeah it's finished um, everything's getting reset Again, all the comics are going back to issue one. From that point on, like every comic that likes a Batman, all that they were going to be. I don't think it was all of them. Apparently, it is. Of course, it was, it was just a one. Here's a weird fact for you. You know that Uncanny X Men is the only Marvel comic book that has never been stopped. Well, it was cancelled, but it's kept the same numbering since it started. Continuous uh, numbering. Yeah, a continuous numbering. Whereas the other comics that are up at five hundred or six hundred have been stopped redone and they've taken all the reboots of the series and added them all together to give you the number 600 so it's not really issue 600 mm -hmm. it's just the 600 issue with Daredevil in it or the 500 should I say um, Marjorie Liu at the moment is the only writer for Marvel that I, I think is, is worth anything she's fantastic she's actually a romantic novel writer I think but she's doing X-23 and I, yes I am a bit biased because she's writing the best gambit that has appeared in any comic in years, the only, the only other writer I know from Marvel is Matt Fraction. And Matt until I Fraction, get, no, but until I get to until I get to see anything more of Fear itself, I'm gonna. Matt Fraction can write in. Iron Man and he can write Thor. It's so far that I've seen from Thor is quite good, but he cannot write the X Men. He sucks at it. Same with Brubaker. He could he can write Captain America, but he can't write the X Men. Um, Mike Carey is I loved his Lucifer, uh, his Hellblazer stuff. I thought it was fantastic. He's X Men. It it just sucks. He wrote, he writes the worst gambit I've seen ever, and he lies to his fans. Don't believe that motherfucker, unless it's about Rogue or Magneto. He'll he'll tell you the truth. But if you ask him anything else about any anyway, other characters that he doesn't really like, he'll he'll lie to you and just say yes, they'll be appearing, <laughs> just so you can get your money. Yeah. I know, but seriously, no. Uh, Marjorie Lou, I like her stuff, uh, comic book stuff, anyways. But I haven't really read her romance novels. <laughs> <laughs> not a romance novel guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, she sat breathlessly in the room. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's just probably boring the arse of people now. We should not have done this show. I, I regret doing it. I'm very sorry. Regret nothing. I regret nothing. I also like. Um, what about Robert Kirkman? Walking Dead, dude. Ah, yeah, but. I suppose The Walking Dead is the only one I'm interested in. What else is he doing? He did. No, <laughs> he hasn't done. He hasn't. He's he has like he's a, he's going the way of kind of Mark Millar. He has like five or six projects that he's starting now. Yeah, one of them I think is um, something about a giant elephant or something. Like Image Comics has. It's a thing not called elsewhere, is it? No, no, no. Um, Image Comics is a thing called Elephant Men anyway. But that's uh, that's actually kind of cool. It's like elephants, but they're they're G men. These weird kind of—they're actually secret agents. <laughs> it's kind of a case of like, but they're in the real world. So you have these elephants walking around in suits, and there's kids and people walking around. So you're kind of going, are they walking on they four legs or two? Ah, uh, like Babar. I know, <laughs> but a little more violent. But yeah, it's 
Well, no, it's it's a case of that even with with everyone's kind of inspirations kind of thing. I think it's 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 one of those things that you can't really talk about as well at the same time because like you can say this person inspires you, but then mm. there's a case of like there's other things that inspire you surrounding that. Like, so, yeah, specific I, I, things from specific people. Like I'm pretty sure that like I can I watch the Godfather trilogy. I think it's absolutely amazing, but I'm not. Francis Ford Coppola's biggest fan. Like right. I like that. I like Drac. I like his interpretation of Drac. Drac so Drac still is. not. I love it because of Keanu Reeves and just some of the dialogue is ropey from every other. From yeah. Other, yeah. Thing anyway. But you have got like fucking Gary Oldman as Dracula and Van Helsing is Anthony Hopkins. True. Which is one of those other actors I, I can't remember seeing ever watching a bad film in a minute. I'm sure there are some out there, but I can't remember mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins. There's quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. Indian Runner wasn't too good. Hannibal. Oh, yeah, I forgot Hannibal. Uh, yeah, I forgot Hannibal. <laughs> Most people have tried to. But no, like, you've seen him in Tor, though. He fucking yeah. eats the scenery around him. He's unbelievable. He's brilliant in that. It's the two people that you hope come back for the next one. Is I hope Anthony Hawkins is back, and I pray to God that Marvel don't give in to all this racist rubbish. and Idris Elba? Yeah. Dude, no. Mar- awesome. the, the studio, Marvel Studios won't do that. The dude is a god. He can be any colour he wants exactly. to be. Fuck that racism! Well, that, that's he even said. Idris Elba says there's there's a difference between angry fanboys and just pure racism, which is what that fucking was that whole yeah. thing. And anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, basically, Idris Elba plays um, him Himdel Himdel uh, one of the gods in Asgard in the Thor movie, the Gatekeeper, the Gatekeeper, and he's an African American. Oh, sorry, he's an Englishman, but. Um, and all the fans were giving out that, that they had a black man playing the Norse god but like I was saying he's a god he can be any colour he wants to be he that was be Brandon's thing Brandon even appeared on television with the whole thing and was like yeah, but he's a god he yeah. doesn't have to be white he, he doesn't have to be black he could be pink for all anybody or purple purple yeah. he should have been purple I don't think that would have suited him no, I, I actually found out something about Idris Elba before he started acting he used to be a DJ <laughs> on a pirate radio station now that is a voice for radio anyway yeah. I'm pretty sure there were kind of women doing the whole black books thing. But well, he's fucking cool though. He's a cool. Yeah. He's a brilliant actor as well. He was in um, the Losers. He was in the TV series The Wire. Awesome. He's in Luther. Another good in Luther. Another um, BBC series. RTE is showing The Walking Dead now. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> we seen it like last year. Well, yeah. is it was no. it RTE show or RTE or Network Two? It's on RTE yeah. Real Player. Jesus. Anybody that's listening and has that, you should watch it. It's a good show. Yeah. Well, except for the last episode. Last episode. But then again, we can pray because series two is about to. Do you put a separate film again? Yeah, Stephen King is going to be writing one of the episodes. So it should be interesting. See what he does with zombies. Although maybe then, if his episode is successful, maybe one of the fifty remakes and different projects he's supposed to be turning into movies Mm. will actually get done. Like there's his um, Simpsons movie, his film Under the Dome, which is literally the Simpsons movie. Um, but inside the dome not outside um, it's apparently been turned into a film and from what everyone's saying about the book it's just uh, it's brilliant and there's a new <laughs> Bond book out <laughs> uh, it's brilliant yeah, so I, I don't know it's just the whole you idea there's a new Bond book out yeah um, there's a character I never got into Jeffrey Deaver yeah Jeffrey Deaver I think is a bit of the rough this one there's been different writers obviously since Ian Bond has passed away um, what's the best that in a few years time they'll have this is uh, an unreleased script that Ian Fleming had he never wrote scripts. Oh no, he wrote one. No, one. He wrote one film. That was it. I can't remember. Not the f- not for the film for the book. I mean, I don't think I know. I don't know. Yeah, fucking right. No, because they've already released the the short stories that he'd written and never finished. 
and they're actually even the short stories are unfinished as they're published like so like you get to read bits and pieces about it's there a lot of the stuff actually because there's stuff in it that the, the, his son I think hmm. took it and edited bits and pieces out of it and had to kind of put it together as one hmm. volume it becomes basically a kind of slightly histrionic thing of volume it's a bit of his history but not much some of the missions he was involved in for the Navy ones as well I forgot to mention oh, a few other people though that that are fucking that I like I like reading and and listen, uh, seeing stuff and the kind of the way they are the way their the, the their life story kind of inspired me in a way it was Bill Hicks and Hunter S Thompson forgot to mention them uh, Hunter S Thompson just a madman really <laughs> but very intelligent and it was the whole when he tried to become sheriff of a town back back in the seventies that's when I was like holy. I, I wasn't around like I've just seen it recently I was like holy shit you imagine that guy is a f- fucking sheriff of a town it could be Rango <laughs> Rango <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, he, and Bill Hicks is just the way he um, now I'm not bashing Americans or anything like that but uh, they're always going on about their patriotism and I think I can't oh, I'd love to be able to quote it word for it but I can't but someone said this about Bill Hicks he's a true patriot because a true patriot can criticise his own country mm. and take the hate for it Bill Hicks loved that he was American. He loved li- being from America, but he hated the way society was. He hated the way the government were treating people. And, uh, he basically was what most people were thinking in America at the time. He was the only one willing enough to say it. Well, he's the only one with a microphone, really. Well, he, well, he had a microphone, and that's what he used. The only, yeah, the only other com- there was other comedians that weren't doing it. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure Bill Cosby never did anything like that. No, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can't never, even do that. Never, never, Eddie Murphy never fucking did it. No, he just he, he, he sold just, out. He just he just did scary spots. He he ran around with a coke can going, "Hey, drink this shit." But Charlie Sheen never no 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 Charlie, no, Charlie Sheen isn't allowed to say anything anymore. But sure. basically, Bill, any anybody that's really fucking like anti their own country or own government, really, uh, it, it all started well. I saw for someone before Bill Hicks. If I am somebody, please correct me. There's probably I know there's English comedians like, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, Ben Elton was one of them. Yeah. Uh, Thatcherisms and shit like that. But Bill Hicks really fucking that guy could have died on stage with some of the shit that he was saying. True. But a lot of comedians are kind of gone on. And you know, he did. He started. He's credited, I think, with starting the kind of the, the alternative comedy thing in America. Because yeah. at the time. I think even the most kind of alternative ones would have been the likes of Whoopi Goldberg and people like that. Yeah, yeah. And Jay Leno in his early stuff and some of Conan O'Brien's all them for the sold out. But uh, well, no, to be honest with you, Conan hasn't really sold out because Conan had the whole thing of I just saw I was just reading this today actually and, or yesterday on my website it was um, he had a thing where he did uh, a tour it was after he was kicked off. Yeah, it's a movie coming out. Yeah. And he did a tour for it and uh, apparently there was a thing where he did a tour they did a date in Seattle and halfway through it out of nowhere apparently no one even realised what the fuck was going on no one like, no one was actually there because they had him and his house band and up walks up jumps Eddie Vader on stage <laughs> with the guitar <laughs> and he goes up and he says uh, it, was, it was on I think it was on his birthday it was on Conan's birthday and he was saying that he wanted to sing Conan a few songs because he's a Pearl Jam fan he was like yeah I want to sing Conan a few songs and Conan literally goes, walked off the stage and just let him sing let him sing three songs I think he did Babble O'Reilly he did um a beat. He did a John Lennon song about Yoko Ono, but changed it to. I think it's, it's called Oh Yoko. I think he changed it to Oh Conan, and then he did another one. I can't remember what it was, but Babel Riley was awesome. Same video, <laughs> but Conan hasn't because Conan literally he used to, that whole tour. All he did was give it out like stink about the networks and all that. About not just about the network he was on, but about every network, and thankfully about Fox News. 
Well, he won't. Any no, bad thing said about Fox. You need to watch it. There'll be absolutely enough mm. thing. But yeah, Bill Hicks was taken away before he time. Just want to say that. But um, pancreatic cancer, I think it was that killed him. It was cancer, anyways. But uh, I got to see a uh, slight return of Bill Hicks, which was uh, basically an English actor pretending to be Bill Hicks in seeing the 21st century through Bill Hicks's eyes. And he was apparently possessed, and it was just going around on tour. But it was very good, actually. Um, I can't really think of anything else I hate talking about myself I'm sorry if you're probably bored to tears you probably stopped listening a long time ago if you have very very sorry all three of you all three of you (laughs) Uh, I just I really don't know yeah Kevin Smith (laughs) good night everybody (laughs) yeah no, it's. I think it is a case of it. It's when you're told to sit down. I say when we get to yours, what your inspirations, you'll have it all mapped out and whatnot. You'll 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 have you it when? I already have it done. Like yeah, I already have it done. <laughs> I already really. have it in my head, pretty much. Have Whereas it. I'm just like Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith. Yeah. It's like okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can name films, or I can name directors who certain films you like. Like I can name Brian Singer. Yes, yes. I can name. I'm pretty sure there are certain Spielberg films you like. Yes, James Cameron. T2 no. oh Terminator 2 but that and Terminator two, no Aliens Aliens that's three fucking movies out of how many has he made two guys god damn it so it's three out of that's four out five. of five five <laughs> five or six that he's made like. yeah. and that's not including his documentaries because they're documentaries um, so I'm pretty sure there's a David Fincher film you like possibly Fight Club yeah, seven seven the game which I really like I don't I, I don't dislike the game I'm just like it's a yeah. Yeah. Zodiac, I know it's awesome. Zodiac is cool. A lot of people don't like because it it's very slow, but I like mm. it is very slow. But Robert Downey Jr. is awesome. It's 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 the thing of it. Everyone says, oh yeah, it's kind of slow, and it's just. Pr- but I just think it's perfectly paced. Yeah, for the type of story. It is. Who else? George Lucas, the original trilogy. No, dude, not, I am not a Star Wars fan. <laughs> I, I think it's very fucking overrated it's a good movie no, don't get me wrong it is very good and I'm glad it made lots of money and it made lots of people happy and they're still talking about it to this day and they're getting dressed up with their fucking lightsabers no, and their big bellies and fucking running around yeah, going I don't go that far but I am not a fan of the movies I'll watch them I won't go out and seek them or rent them or you know or buy two once two similar copies yeah two similar yeah what the fuck is with (laughs) you people buying like the same edition the same trilogy but okay this one has two more seconds of Yoda's ass in it let's buy this shit I haven't got that far you're not sure Kevin Smith is going to kill you now huh Kevin Smith is going to kill you now Kevin Smith doesn't know where I live (laughs) I'll tweet him <laughs> but this is uh, one little segment I'll record take that one little segment that I posted up like okay the movies are enjoyable <laughs> yeah I but I, I, the only time I've ever asked for a friend of mine to bring them to, so is so I could show another friend who had never seen them before and the friend ended up enjoying them which you know fair enough but me I'm not I don't see what the big all the buzz is about to be honest with you they're a decent movie but there's nothing. They're not, it's not the best movie I've ever seen. It's not the best movie I've ever seen. Either. It still no, looks like I, uh, even trying to answer that question is virtually impossible. Like it is amazing that today, still today, you've got all these people that watch uh, that that are so crazy about them, and so passionate about them. It's good. Like, I like but yeah, they're, they're, no, some of those are a bit obsessive. But some of them are too obsessive. So that poor kid that played fucking Anakin in the first movie, he had to quit acting because of those fucking people calling to his house. Mm. I think he's just LARPing is not right. <laughs> yeah. 
It is if you're in a field reenacting a battle, but when you're going around the town pretending you're a fucking Jedi knight trying to kidnap a little kid who you think is the master of all Jedis. And, and evil. And evil. Uh, yeah. yeah. Stop by your head. And that little kid grew up to be Justin Bieber. He didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> He's Canadian, so does he? <laughs> dirty. Um, I'm trying to think of others. Other directors. Guy Ritchie. No. Sherlock Holmes. Okay, here's the thing about Sherlock Holmes. It's a, one of my favourite films, yes. Anybody could have made it. No. Yes. No. Yes. I think, you know, it, it does have his... The only thing that has his signature in it is the whole fight scene, the whole bare knuckle fight scene. Snatch is a good movie, and uh, Lockstock. Lockstock. Oh no, yeah, the other, no, the other stuff is. Other but stuff no, is this, this is what I mean. It's, like it is, it's a case if you can mention, I could probably mention half the directors under the sun, and there's going to be films you have to like. Oh yeah, like I'd mention Scorsese. Pretty sure, probably yeah. The Departed. No, um, no, I fucking hate The Departed. I don't know that fucker got an Oscar for. Doing a reboot slash remake of a no, fucking uh, of a of an Asian film, but he didn't. He remake, didn't deserve, and he did a remake. He didn't well. deserve. Uh, he got that Oscar for that movie because he didn't get it for fucking Goodfellas or any other number of times or he was. Aviator, was he Aviator was fun? I do no, but I do like Scorsese. I like Aviator. I like Goodfellas. I like Taxi. Taxi Driver. What's the comedy that he made? King of Comedy. King of Comedy is fantastic. Well, not really a comedy. <laughs> I don't. Okay, I don't want to hate the Departed. I watched it. I, you know what I mean. I, 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 Jack Nicholson's fantastic in it. Uh, Martin Sheen's fucking. Martin Sheen's brilliant in it, but Leonardo DiCaprio's kind of out of place in it. Really, uh, he can't really do accents very well. But I just quite well into the red enough. I just, I'm like, oh, that's Scorsese movie. Mm-hmm. I like that as well. But I just. He's in a kids movie next. The man should have got an Oscar for. His earlier stuff, I agree, but not for the Departed. I don't think that any any director that does a remake, a reboot, or a reimagining of a film that was done before do not deserve to get an Oscar for it because they're basically copying what was done before. Well, I know. I think it's a case of. Because I suppose like anybody, everybody copies something, whether intentional or not. Well, no, because the whole thing about Infernal Affairs, when they did it as a Departed, they it changes locations. The basic story is the same. Yeah. But there's not much else to There's a lot of shots there. But that's kind of that's done as more like homage rather than just doing blatant rip off. Especially with Scorsese. Oh, Scorsese. motherfucker! <laughs> homage. I'm not French. I'm French Canadian. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Just, so there probably is, it is the case that's just to, to wrap everything up here. There's obviously with every single person, same with me and same with everything else. You can name directors who's filled, there's certain films you're going to hate that they've made, certain films you're going to love that they've made. I think it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who you name. I mean, I'm pretty sure there is a Kevin Smith film you don't like. No, cop out. I like cop out. Maybe there are exceptions because there are some. Well, no, actually, that's the thing is I don't think there is a director. Like, uh, like, like, don't like. Yeah. My favorite Kevin Smith film, though, for the record, <laughs> I'll say it though again, is Jersey Girl, which is his most uh, critically panned film. I think he's best. I don't even think a it's critically panned. It is. It was a lot of fucking people hate it. Most of his fans hate it too because, well, not not saying that okay, you're you're a fan and you don't like his movie doesn't mean you're any less of a fan. Um, it didn't. It it, it was kind of like a, it's a it's kind of serious, really film. There's a yeah, lot I think of, that was one of the problems. There's a lot of heart in it though. There's so much like it, the script is well written. Ben Affleck's one. He's a terrific actor. Hmm. 
Uh, Makes a better director, though, to be honest. He is a fantastic director, too, but still, watch Hollywoodland. That's a savage film. Yeah. I would say that I like the noir kind of films. Like, Black Dahlia was very good. LA Confidential. Ooh. LA Noir is a shit game. Again, I repeat, a shit game. Do not buy it. Do not waste your money on it. Do not bother playing it. You play one mission, you've done them all. Sorry, a little bit of hate came out of me there. Oozed. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that's probably about it. Slightly Jesus! <laughs> slightly shorter show. See, those are cases once you get talking. Slightly shorter show, and I guess about a minute shorter. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's your inspirations. We'll try to post up a few different things for next week's question. There's already one or two ideas in our heads. Mm. Um, and another question then, which he doesn't know about, is you're going to get a choice as well of openings because I'm getting sick and tired of making a new one every fucking week. I think you mentioned this last week. I don't think I did. I think I mentioned I was going to. We we're going to do it at some point, but I'm doing it now because I'm getting really sick of it. Oh. You have a choice between one, two, three, four, five, and six. Whichever opening to the things you like best now becomes the the, the kind of the, the one that we're going to use on everything, unless I choose to make another one because it's a subject matter that I want that I can make something out of. Yes. So what? Yeah, the opening. Mm. The opening music. I'm not making. You can do. You can do it next week. Uh, okay. It might be just like. Yeah. Bum, Trying to make bum, it convincing bum, bum, is, bum, 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 is the hardest bum, 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 part. I actually have that. <laughs> I think I used it. No, I didn't. Did use it. I don't think I used it yet. Just get an amalgamation of different stuff and throw it all together. Not Egyptian, but the inception. But yeah, so that's pretty much it. We'll probably try to wind up there. I'm very sorry. It's ah. probably the most boring. It is boringer than last week's one. Boringer? Boringer. It's a new They're word. Blue boringers. Yeah. As Doctor Who put it. Um, and Doctor Who's last episode for four months is on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Watch it, apparently it, but apparently a massive cliffhanger. Oh. And True Blood is starting up in June. I think it's twenty sixth, and I'm hundred percent certain that I will post a link. But anybody that's not watching True Blood, give the show a try. Anyone who's not watching True Blood is not watching True Blood. <laughs> it's a good show. It's a cool show. Season four. Woo-hoo. I have yet to even watch. I think I watched the pilot and I didn't like it. So I just couldn't get into. It. Um, I think it's it's the whole fact of Jan's name is Suki Stackhouse. It's the name. It's yeah, but it's the way that. you say the name, Suki. But I can't get over that. <laughs> she she actually sounds like she should be a porn star. She is actually the I, I didn't say it in the last show, but she's actually the worst character in the whole show. She's one of the main ones. Everybody else in it is fantastic. Everyone, it's an awesome show. You've so you've got 40, 15 I think sixteen. Sorry, sixteen different character main characters in it really. It's an ensemble piece. Like whatever's going on with her, th- there is other characters that have their own stories going on. Uh, everything doesn't revolve around the one character. They're not all trying to save her. They're not all, tr- you know what I mean? Uh, season one is very bit of a slow. S- they're actually quite slow. I didn't realize before. Really, I, thinking about it, you know how I hate slow series, except for The Wire is awesome. Um, it's a slow goer, but it is just. Fucking awesome! I might give it a go. Fantastic actors. Go at some point again, but Lafayette. Okay. He was. Uh, he's the gay chef. He's like the best. One of the best characters in it. He's a gay chef to sell his drugs. I, I like how it just, just, it just puts that in as the most kind awesome. of nonchalant kind of conversation piece. <laughs> he's a gay chef. Yeah, who cares? So anyway, yeah, we'll we'll wind up there, clocking in again, just under an hour and ten minutes, thankfully. And I would like to give a shout out to the Craig Ferguson show. There, I did it for you this week instead of you. I wasn't going to do it. You fucking wore I wasn't. I'd already done my little Craig Ferguson thing. It's awkward. Jeff Peterson, he's a robot. Let's get him. Oh. <laughs> um, think about it. We, we, we can also do tweet and emails. Which he does. 
Oh, uh, Technic Flows Art is the name of the guy. I, I call him Technic Flows Art in the first episode. It's Technic Flows Art. He does uh, animation trailers and stuff like that. He's worth checking out. We'll put the link up. Also, it's if you're a comic book fan, it's just some random guy. It's very funny as well. He does the action figure thing. The Marvel vs. DC. And again, if you're not watching, you should check out Movie Buzz. It's on every Tuesday and Friday nights. It's like five minutes long. It gives you all the movie news that you need for the what's coming out and they've all uh, any new trailers that come out he usually has them on the show so Rallis P is how you can find Peter Rallis is the name but you can find him on Rallis P and again if you're on if you're on Twitter follow us we'll follow you back Um, throw some questions throw some questions don't be afraid please throw some questions we want questions yes we we have no questions we have loads loads of friends on Facebook (laughs) none of them are talking to us Um, I think they're just pitying us but again if you're listening and you haven't um, you haven't uh, added us a friend please do try yeah. um, again we don't we go on look at our pages we only go on to kind of give information about the show or put up links on our own page mm. we we don't really we have our own kind of pages as well that we need to look after and we can barely take care of them so <laughs> so I haven't actually been on Facebook in ages I haven't done anything with it I've been but on I've Twitter but I don't tweet yeah, he just deliberately probably looks at the screen. Though. I look at the screen and just to annoy people. <laughs> I went on Charlie Sheen going, you got any cook? Who <laughs> <laughs> just asking if you got me Charlie? You got any char- Ooh. <laughs> Funny. I'm pretty sure everyone's done that too. Yeah. Or we could go on to, you, you could actually go on to Ashton Kutcher's one and ask if you got any Charlie. <laughs> What's Demi like in the sack? And then Bruce Willis calls around and shoots me in the face. <laughs> No, Bruce Willis calls around and go, not so hot. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, we're going <laughs> to wrap it up. <laughs> Sorry, we got giddier at the end. Yeah, we, it got more interesting as it went on. We should probably just cut out the middle of it. We should just cut it all out. <laughs> no, we should do a show on something else. No, Again, this is what you voted for, so we, you're responsible for this. Yes, you listener. <laughs> In your region. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and thanks if you're still with us thanks for staying with us uh, if you're new to the show thanks for checking us out even if you're thanks not for listening back. this far and if you were bored Dave it's your fault you voted I Dave? just creeped out every single person named Dave <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> even though you can see the names of people who voted even if you didn't vote <laughs> what I mean and uh, yes technically and it's your fault for coming up with the questions well I came up with that question uh, mainly because I just did it one night because it hadn't been done before or done until that so if I had more time to repair, I could have made a more entertaining show. But very, very, very copy, and we'll sue. Oh shit, we're go- we're going to get sued <laughs> by Deadpool or just shot. No, by just some random guy. I'm pretty sure he wrote the song. No, Deadpool wrote. Deadpool wrote it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to write. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've gone over the limit here, so uh, yeah, we're gonna just th- say thank you and and again, thank you for listening. And uh, again, it's two guys one podcast at or dot blogspot dot com. Two guys one podcast at hotmail.com at two guys one podcast on Twitter. Um two guys one podcast and Dante Randall on Facebook, which I think we probably may have already said. Probably and I wasn't that's listening. probably about it. that's pretty much it until we get our other other pages. stuff going, whatever other stuff we can find. There's Flickr and all those kind of Bebo <laughs> Bebo even stood around maybe. Ooh, throw back to the first show. <laughs> Anyways, uh, oh. I know I keep saying this, but uh, yes, the next show will be more entertaining. We're, we're going to give you three <laughs> different options yes. that will actually have something to do with movies or comics or something like that, and uh, we'll do. We'll have something prepared. 
Rather than just going with it. And I'm going to do something a little bit. We're going to do something a little bit different. Is we're going to leave a little extra little thing where you can add on if you want. You can put on your choice for what we talk about. Yeah. Uh, we're going to actually change it a little bit though. Um, since we're opening this on a Tuesday, it's going to close on a Saturday. Yeah. So we're going to go about one o'clock or twelve o'clock Saturday afternoon, just so that we can have a little bit of time to prepare if we do do it. But well, he has time to prepare, and I then read the stuff. He has back time to get cliff notes. Um, right to him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we'll we'll end up posting that and posting a few other little bits and pieces once this is up. Uh, thank you. Thanks very yeah. much. Good luck. Hope you be safe. Enjoyed it. Just go. <laughs>